Yo, 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 welcome back to the Further Your Lifestyle podcast, conversations on lifestyle, passions, and hustles. My name's Chris Fairlong. I am your host, and I'm super excited to be back here having the conversation with you. Episode 96 today, and we are talking about self-sabotage and how it is your success killer. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening to this episode, there is a high chance, a likely chance that you've got big goals, you've got big dreams, you've got big ambitions, and you've got big plans for yourself. And you want all these different things. You you like the idea of being able to be a bigger and better version of yourself or of what situation you're in. Or maybe you just want, you know, that next promotion or you want to pay a rise. Or maybe you want to grow your romantic relationship. Or maybe you just want more free time. I'm pretty sure this is going to sound like you. Does this sound like you? Is any of these things vibing with you, resonating with you? big ambitions, big goals, or maybe you just want something different, something fresh for this year. Well, if that does sound like you, well, I want to ask you something else. And maybe this also sounds like you. And we're going to get real here. So be be honest. And we're diving straight in. Procrastinating on a task that needs to be completed, even though you know it's important for your success. Or you choose to engage in distracting or unproductive activities instead of working towards your goals. Or maybe you fail to follow through on a plan or commitment that you've made, even though you know it will help you achieve your objectives. Telling yourself that you are not capable of achieving your goals and using this belief as an excuse to not even try or not even to start in the first place. Or you engage in behaviors that undermine your progress, such as not taking care of your physical health or setting boundaries with others. If any of what I have just shared just now sounds like somewhat like you, or you've had those thoughts before, or you've, you can be honest and put your hand up and say, yep, I've, I've had that in my own experience. Well, this is the episode for you. And that's what we're diving into today. We're talking about self-sabotage, the success killer. And the problem is that half the time we know it, but we don't because sometimes we numb ourselves to realizing that maybe, ah, yeah, it's not that bad, but as we progress further, and this is where hindsight comes in, we start to realize we should not have done that. So what is self-sabotage? Essentially, self-sabotage, if you don't know what it is, is doing things that we think will help us achieve our goals, but ultimately do not contribute to our success. Now, I like to think of these as side quests. If you've ever played a video game or if you're familiar with video games, you know that there's a main storyline. There's a main narrative that we have to follow, a linear path that everyone needs to do in order to finish the game to get 100% or to complete the game, for instance. And there's a lot of side things to do. There's a lot of side quests or, you know, sub storylines or just little things that you can collect along the way. Now, these are fun. It's definitely fun if you're a, if you want to, a completionist, right? If you're a completionist, you want to be able to collect all the things along the way. Now, as I said, these are fun. They keep you entertained and they can help you explore and, you know, make new decisions and things for yourself. And you feel like you're part of this bigger and different world. But when it comes to getting back to the main storyline or the main quest line, it means you may have to train a skill that you didn't like, or it may mean you have to invest time in, you know, beating one part of the game or going to round to or going around and having to talk to other NPCs, that's, you know, non-playable characters, it may mean you have to go fight a boss and that boss is really, really hard and you're not strong enough to go do it. So you have to go level up more. Or simply put, it means you will have to get uncomfortable and lose a sense of control and you have to dive into the unknown. Now, when, when we say it like that, this is the perfect parallel for life. And for me, when I, when I realized this, I also clicked because it became a new constant reminder for me that I need to keep myself more self-aware and more aware of my actions on an ongoing basis 
based on, you know, the decisions I'm making and all the things that I'm doing to make sure that what I'm deciding to do is actually playing out to my true intent, to the things that I really, really want. Now, if you're still not vibing with me, if you're still not understanding what I'm talking about, think about it in this way. Think about maybe when you needed to clean your office or clean your room, whether it was when you were a kid or maybe when you're as an adult as well. We all have chores and we all know that we don't like doing chores. Now, when we do this, we set an expectation, we set an intention of what needs to be done. What do we need to do? Now, as we begin, we find, especially when it is a chore, that distractions tend to pop up just naturally because they're things that <laughs> they want to take us away from the, the hard thing or the chorey thing that I, that we need to do. Now, for instance, you're cleaning your room or cleaning your office. Now, you might stumble across some old bills, some paperwork or some memories or something which takes your attention at that moment. And you think, oh, I better deal with this now, right? 30 minutes later, an hour later, two hours later, yes, you may have paid some bills. You may have sorted some paperwork and you've reminisced on some good old days and some photos of friends or, you know, back in the day of, with grandma, but you still have an office or a room to clean and you haven't done it. You felt productive. You felt like you were doing something that has enabled you to get further. So you felt accomplished, but you have only filled that void of not doing what you needed to do. So now you're back at square one, knowing you still need to do the hard chore that you hadn't haven't done and that you had intended to set out to do in the first place. And you've actually tried to make yourself feel better by not doing it, by doing these other things because they make more sense to do, or they were quicker things to do, or they were side quests. And they were things that were going to make you feel better about getting them done. See how we tend to use other things or side quests or distractions as excuses to make us feel like we are moving forward, yet we're just avoiding the climb we still need to do to get to the other side or to get to the top. So the big question you're probably thinking or probably asking, or maybe you just want answered is, how do we deal with this? How do we tackle it? How do we manage this? And look, I don't have all the answers for this, but what I want to share with you is some quick ways on how you can work on preventing self-sabotage and take back your winning self. Now, of course, this all comes back to you, all right? Here I am telling you these things that you can do. And look, this is just as much as a conversation to myself as it is to anyone else. But the reality here is you need to be responsible and accountable for this. I can tell you, but you still have to take the action. That's the reality of it. So what are some things that you can do? I'm just going to have a sip of coffee. (sighs) All right. Number one is identify and acknowledge your self-sabotaging behaviors. So what does this even mean? It means you need to start to be aware of it. You need to be conscious of it. So as you go through and do things, there is that point in time, that very small snippet of time. It might be a split seconds. It could be a couple of seconds where we'll, we'll go back to the example around cleaning your office or cleaning your room that you're doing it and you see something else that takes your attention. You think, oh, I need to do that. Now, in that moment, you have a split second chance to say, okay, I'm going to shelve that and put that to the side. And that comes something that I need to do later. And you continue on with your task. It's in that moment that you get to decide how you're going to react and how you're going to act. So you need to identify that. Do you do this? You know, back back before when I, I said at the start where we were talking about, you know, do you procrastinate? Do you choose to engage in other, you know, distracting activities? Do you um, you know, make yourself think that you're not capable of actually achieving this? Do you, you know, fail to follow through on a plan or commitment because, you know, it, it's just too hard. And it's all these different things. You need to be aware of them. You will know what you do the most. Sometimes we might not realize it. And that's why we're going to go through this to help you maybe have a bit more clarity, but you need to, if you know that you were doing something, 
you need to be calling it out, understanding it and saying, hey, yes, I've got this and I need to be more assertive, more attentive and more open in in trying to handle it. So number two is you need to challenge your negative thoughts or opposing thoughts in the moment as they occur. So as I said before, as these things happen, it's the same when you start to have the negative thoughts. In that moment, you need to take back control. You need to actually identify, okay, hang on. What am I thinking here? Is this is this necessary? Is this right? Is this actually helping me? Or is it just the doubt, the fear stepping in? Because a lot of the time, when we have a big ambitious goal or we want to be somewhere, we, we do. We, we tend to jump forward and we think, oh, how are we going to do this? And we start to panic and we think, oh, what happens here? And we, we think if we get to that situation, we're not going to know what to do. So therefore, there's no point we even starting this because if we get into that situation, it's going to be too hard to handle. So therefore, we don't want to even want to have to go down that, that road. But the reality is, if you actually pull back a little second, because the situation is not happening, and you actually understand, well, what would I do? How can I plan for that? How can I you know, incorporate and think positive about this situation, think positive about this opportunity, and work on how do I continue to move forward? Now, a lot of the time when things pop up that we don't think about, We think about a lot of the worst cases, but when life comes at us and we don't plan for a worst case situation, we have to deal with it as it happens and we work our way through it. We make our way through it and usually things aren't as bad as we seem or or thought. So the reality here is, is if you just prepare yourself, if you just look at it, not from a negative side, it's like, okay, there will be some challenges. How do we handle this? It can help you then not to be so scared to move forward but actually embrace moving forward. Another little tip would be to time box your efforts. So when you're trying to get uncomfortable in order to grow yourself, you know, in order to level up, in order to be better, it means you're going to have to do a bit of the hard work, which means you're going to have to get a little bit uncomfortable. So you want to make those those actions, those tasks, and those challenges that you need to overcome on a regular, consistent basis digestible. You want to make sure that they're you know, they're, they're bite-sized enough so that you can conquer them, but you can keep showing up and keep throwing the punches, right? You don't want to overwhelm yourself. I mean, if you've never if you've never um, hiked a mountain before and you're going to go do Mount Everest, well, that's not really the reality that it should be, right? You need to start small. You need to do a little bit and work your way up to that. The next one is create a plan which works for you. Now, this is very cliche, but you want to build a routine to that minimizes disruptions or enables you with an environment that uh, gives you the support or the motivation or the ability to do what you need to do and get done. And the final one is to seek help and look for uh, support from from someone else, whether it's accountability partner or someone that, you know, is going to be honest with you and be open with you and someone that can encourage you and, and keep you motivated, supported, accountable, but they're not there to take on that that baggage for you, they're to call, they're there to call it out. They're there to ensure that what you tell them of what you want to achieve is they're there to keep you honest. All right, so let's just recap. Let's just resummarize these short and simple strategies that you can use to prevent and overcome self-sabotage. Number one, identify your self-sabotaging behaviors. Understand what they are. Be open, be real with yourself. Write them down, acknowledge them. Number two is challenge your negative thoughts as they occur as you know what they are, make sure you fight them. Address them with positive thoughts. How can you handle this if we were going in with a positive mindset? Three, set specific achievable goals. Now, we didn't necessarily talk about, you know, smart goals or anything like that, but when you're going to go do something, have an understanding of what you're trying to achieve and make them achievable. 
You want to create a plan and you want to stick to it. That's number four. Create a plan and stick to it. Building that routine. It keeps you consistent. It keeps you motivated and it keeps you moving forward. And then number five is seek support from others. Get help. It's okay. Now, I want to hear from you. I want to ask you a couple of questions and you look, you can answer them and, you know, leave me a message, drop me a comment on YouTube or send me a message over on Instagram at Further Your Lifestyle or even on Twitter at Further Your Life. And most importantly, I want you to think about these questions. What are your biggest challenges or obstacles when it comes to achieving your goals? Right. And I think for me, um, I'll, I'll get personal here, is I think for me to answer this one, it's, <laughs> for me, it has been, it's been the imposter syndrome, it's been the self-doubt, it's been the fear of knowing what happens, well, what if I don't make it, or what if I, you know, make people feel uncomfortable along the way, or what if I, or who am I to be able to do this? I'm a nobody, right? And already, I'm talking myself down, <laughs> right? It's so stupid, right? But it's because we know that what we are about to embark on is so, it's going to be scary. It's 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 going to be so challenging. It's There's going to be some ups and downs, but most of the time it's actually going to be pretty good. And that's why when we look at the big picture, if you say, oh, I want to make a million dollars and you think, oh, I'm going to have to do all this work. Well, break it down. How do you do, how do I do $10,000, right? If you can do $10,000, then it's just a matter of how do I 10X it? How do I 100X it, right? And start to grow in that mindset. Break it down, make it easy for yourself. And I think that's my biggest challenge is sometimes I, I'm a big thinker and I can get a little bit overwhelmed with knowing what I need to do. But when you remove those obstacles, when you remove those fears and the imposter syndrome, it means you can actually move forward. What about you? How have you overcome uh, self-sabotage or other roadblocks in the past? You know, have you experienced them? Have you been able to work through them? Or maybe you've, you know, experienced them with someone else and helped someone else work through them. So that's a great question to ask yourself. And if you want to share, you can. Number three is what small step could you take today to start making progress towards your objectives, right? And I think I've talked about this in the last few episodes, really, what are the small things that we can start to do to make it consistent in terms of seeing the growth and getting to where you want to be and making it digestible, not making it super hard. Like if you want to run, you know, a marathon, you can't go expect to run a half marathon every week in lead up to that marathon because you've got to start from zero. You've never done it before, right? You need to build that momentum from couch to 5K, then 5K to 10K, then 10K to half marathon, and then build that all the way up to a marathon. The other question I have for you is who in your life could provide you support? And you need to think about this. Who who can give you the encouragement that you may need to help you work towards your goals or, you know, making sure that you are not self-sabotaging your process or your progress? Think about it. Who, who could you ask for some help? And number five is what are some resources books, articles, websites um, that maybe you've found helpful or maybe that in the past, you know, has helped you stay motivated. I would love to hear. I would love for you to share them back to myself, but back to the community as well. And if you do share them, I can send them out via, you know, whether it's via email or on the socials and let other people know what has worked for you to maybe help motivate them. Now, I will share a book with you before we finish up. And this book, it look, I've just finished it and I think it will help dearly um, if you are struggling with self-sabotage or if you've got struggles with doubt, with fears um, or the ability for yourself to actually or trusting yourself that you have the ability to actually succeed. And that book is The Mountain Is You, Transforming Self-Sabotage into Self-Mastery. Um, and that's by Brianna Wiest, I think it is. And look, I've put the details down below. Um, you can click through and have a look. Now, 
I really think it's a really good book because one, it gave me a very strong, fresh perspective. It's actually the reason, actually what prompted me to create this episode. Um, it's given me a fresh perspective of some areas where I know that I've, I've been really bad in terms of self-sabotage, simply because you think you're making progress and you go do something and you feel like you're achieving, but it's actually not going to get you where you want to be. Now, for me, I know that a lot of the time, hard work, right, is hard work, but the more you do it, the easier it gets. The good example of this would be running, right? When I first did my first half marathon, when I first did my first 15K, I'm thinking, oh, how can I do this? How can I do 10K, let alone 15K? And then you do it and you're like, oh, that wasn't too bad, right? And now all of a sudden it's like, okay, I'm ready to take on to do half marathon. But it was only like, you know, six weeks before that I was thinking, how could I do 10? How could I do 15? Yet now I'm thinking, oh yeah, 21's possible, right? As you start to get comfortable with the uncomfortable, you start to realize the possibilities and you start to see how easy it actually is to get to where you want to be, right? And- for me, it's it, it's kept me honest. It's really made me call out some of the things to make sure that I'm working towards my true self and not making it harder for me when it doesn't need to be. And I think that's a big takeaway that I would encourage you is a lot of the time we overthink this stuff. A lot of the time we make excuses. A lot of the time we are our own worst enemies. And to be honest, it's me versus me. I'm not competing against you. You're competing against yourself. So- Listen to this episode, recap on the things that I've just spoken about. But if you're serious about this, I would highly encourage The Mountain Is You, that book. It will it will give you some pretty good uh, reality checks, I think, personally. But again, it comes down to you. You have to make that decisive decision that you want to make the change, that you want to address some you know big elephants in the room. And you're the only person that can do that. So I would strongly consider that you go check it out. And of course, if this episode has resonated with you and you think someone else could resonate with it, please give it a share, send it to someone, send it to someone that maybe, you know, you think needs to hear it, or maybe send it to them for the someone that you think can help you, right? And they can help keep you accountable and they can understand where you're coming from. I really do appreciate you being here. If you do have any questions, comments, or you want to continue the conversation, more than happy to do so. You can reach out via the socials. All the details are in the description below. Uh, if you're on the YouTube as well, you can drop a comment. That's quite easy. Um, Yeah, it's an absolute honor to be able to have this conversation with you. And I hope you do take one thing from this, right? And I'm going to leave you with this. Self-sabotage is your success killer. So, you know, you are the one that is responsible, accountable, and you got to get your stuff together. It's only you. You can't blame it on anyone else. You are responsible. So if you want to make a difference, if you want things better, if you want things to be, if you want to be further along where you want to be, then you got to start to do the things necessary to make that happen. You need to start being comfortable with getting uncomfortable. And then the sooner you do that, things will get a little bit easier and you do it all again. All right. Appreciate you, team. You have a wonderful day. Cheers.